Hello and welcome to the Private Suite Podcast interview series. My name is Rich and joining me here today is a very special guest. We have Sam, otherwise known as TWA or Trans World Airlines. Sam, thank you for joining us on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me, Rich. It's really a pleasure to be here, man. I'm, I, it's weird the way Vaporwave is, like when you're a fan of, of other fans, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Private Suite myself, so it's kind of surreal to be here. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And I've, I've talked about it a few times how uh, so many people in the vaporwave scene that are, are big names are such fans of uh, everyone else that's in the scene. And, and they still get that same level of excitement when they meet them or talk to them or, or interact with them. And it's 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 a pretty cool experience. So it um, is, man. It really is. You know, and I, I have the privilege to be able to talk with a lot of you know, prominent names in the scene. And, and it still amazes me to, to talk to some of these people and, and just get to know them and see their stuff posted. I'm like, Oh yeah, it's, you know, so-and-so I've good buddy of mine. So it's, uh, it's always, always good to chat with some people here. So, um, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So, um, so you're, you're a vaporwave artist. You've been in the scene for, um, I don't know how Since, long, like, well, you know, I, I, what's, what's your, what's your journey? Like, you know, you know tell us about yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, TWA. Sure. Yeah, and... everyone's, yeah, everyone's got a different, different <laughs> Vaporwave beginner origin story. Yeah. Uh, well, my uh, foray into Vaporwave, I guess, uh, was before it really even had a name as a genre. It's kind of weird. I wasn't really into it at first because I was like really into like pure analog synth sounds. Mm-hmm like like uh com trues and i was really okay. into sea punk stuff like mm-hmm. unicorn kid was a friend of a friend of mine so i was like really really in the unicorn kid and like i i was uh hanging out with a lot of different bands and artists that were part of the amherst music scene even though i'm not from amherst at all or from worcester massachusetts okay but okay, uh yeah. daniel lopatine uh his stuff was kind of making it's making waves there still like mm-hmm. even that early i want to say this is like 2012 2013 was when i really gave echo jams a serious listen mm-hmm. sounds and about right i was just <laughs> yeah and i was just like like blown away with like how it reminded me of like being a kid and like having my little tape player and like recording little my favorite clips of songs off the radio mm-hmm. you know and not having it record properly but like yeah. part of that still kind of sounded good yeah so like Echo Jams was was my first like head first dive into Vaporwave, uh, but yeah, it, it was it's interesting that like Vaporwave has this weird like serendipitous communal relationship where it's like I run into people and it's like oh I know you from this or this or you know or like mm-hmm. you run into someone that you don't know you know like Electronicom one yeah um, I were was you there with uh, yeah yeah I was there with a friend of mine who I want to give a couple quick shout outs real oh, quick sure, go ahead. that's no big deal. Uh, I want to shout out my buddy Alex of Manipool. I'm a huge fan <laughs> and supporter of their art. Now, again, they're a friend, but yeah, their their art is just constantly blowing me away. They they're pushing the the envelope of what vaporwave is, is and like adding like breakcore elements and and footwork, which I love. So that's fun. But yeah, like we were there, and like I'll, I'll try and make this story kind of quick. No, no, uh, take your time. Right. Right. No, no worries. I just I just kind of become old man story mode sometimes so if i if i start to ramble please uh, we're, we're here for that so t- t- oh, right please on, right please on. strap in strap in <laughs> <laughs> no but uh for real uh we were out and we were ch- bumming around new york city the day before or the day mm-hmm. of the show and alex is like i don't like my outfit 
we're gonna go can we go to a thrift store real quick and like check out some shirts <laughs> you know i'm like sure dude why not like whatever so we go to the thrift store just random thrift store down like a couple blocks away from the venue mm-hmm. and like we're in the bottom level and i noticed this little skull and cro- purple skull and crossbones thing on this shirt and i'm like oh that's cool so i go over and look at it and i'm like ah it's like a female size doesn't fit me you know it's got greek lettering on it whatever alex is like no this is it like this is what i want <laughs> so we so he buys it and you know we go about our day enjoy electronic on and i stumble upon him uh talking to someone like on like the stairwell he's like oh sam you got to meet this guy his name's matt he's from he's from kansas he's from lawrence kansas i'm like oh matt what's your name dude and he told me his first and last name and i'm like dude i've shipped you tapes before dude <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean he's yeah like, yeah I, He's like, I ran into Alex because uh, he had a, the the shirt of the sorority that my girlfriend's a part of, and I thought that was oh, totally weird out here. And it's like a Missouri, like Kansas, Missouri yeah, connection, yeah. like right out the gate, you know. And someone I've shipped tapes to, you know, it's yeah. kind of weird. It was like one of those, and that's just like one of the many stories from Electronicon. I, I ran into uh, Andy of Aquablanca out there mm-hmm. on Electronicon One. That was the first time I ever met them. You know, I just yeah. was like, hey, what's up? I met him. It turns out they're from the same city. Yeah, I met <laughs> him know? at um, Electronicon Two out in los angeles when i went out there so um but yeah the the thing with the shipping tapes i mean when people are doing physicals in the vaporwave scene if you're only doing a run of 25 or 50 or even 100 if you see the the same address come across a few times i'm sure you recognize the names and and you get to know your people without even speaking to them at least if you care you do i'm sure there's some people who don't but i i if, if someone's bought a tape from me like i will know their name like there's there's a very high percentage chance that i will remember your name nice for real uh nice. but yeah so but yeah it's it was really that electronic con one was kind of cool for me because it was just such a good like like vibe like everyone was just there was i didn't feel any kind of negativity from anybody at all you know and being in new york you kind of expect a little bit of grit and like i didn't really experience that electronic on at all it was just like a fun yes yeah, way here. to celebrate all of our heart everyone's heart collaborative hard work yeah. you know it took yeah, the that was a fun time it, it took the the url the url and made it the irl uh yeah. electronic con and, and you know us here at private suite we've we all worked together to, to get the magazine out and on the podcast, everything else like that. And, and none of us had met each other before. Oh, that's before really that. cool. Yeah. So yeah, first when, time yeah. So, <laughs> you know, there was eight or nine of us, I think um, that were at the first electronic con. That was the first time we had all met. And, and actually I met quite a few of you. There. Yeah. We uh, were I'm, all over the place. I met Indy mm-hmm. and I met uh, Daniel and both of them had got tapes from me before. Yep. So like, mm-hmm. as soon as they told me their names, I'm like, Oh yeah, I know you guys. <laughs> you yeah. know? Well, Indy's They're Indy's bought a tape from probably everyone in the vape rave scene yeah, at some sure. point. Yeah, he's, that, that he's, doesn't surprise me. If there's a tape, he's got, he's got it. A, he's, he's got a wall of them in his, uh, in his he's apartment. got a pretty learned ear as well. Yeah. From what I've been he's, able to hear from your guys podcast. When he I knows his, from that, he's, he knows his stuff for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, but I, on on the other side of that, I've been really blessed in St. Louis to have like not not necessarily vaporwave artists that I really look up to, but like artists of all genres. Like another quick shout out here, I got to shout out my dude, The Mall. If mm-hmm. if it's not vaporwave, it's like a dark wave kind of goth punk. It's hmm. uh, interesting. Th- yeah, but uh, The Mall Punk dot Mark Plant, like one of my oh my god, when I heard his music, it was like being struck by lightning. 
I don't know how to explain wow. it. Like, it was just like, this communicates with every fiber of my body in a very visceral way, you know? Yeah. So like the fact that that's a local artist, you know, I've been to almost all their concerts, you know, I've been wow. to six out of, or five out of six or five out of seven or something like, anyway. And then uh, another good local artist that's not Vaporwave at all, uh, people might want to check out, uh, Janet Christmas. Uh, she did a, a show uh, a while ago where she like had a bunch of mic strapped to her and she climbed up a ladder and just fell off <laughs> until she broke her leg. Like performance art almost. Yeah, she's amazing. She's really phenomenal. But like all her sets, like her, her sets honestly could be considered, I would might consider them Vaporwave adjacent because of the experimental level to them. Mm-hmm. And like, the last two shows I saw her, she was actually like picking up actual signal wave, basically like picking up radio waves on her, like little hand radio she had and like oh, wow. putting them through a mic and effects. You know what I mean? And, like you can imagine how like the show would be drastically different depending on whatever that radio station was playing at the time. Yeah. She goes on, you know? Yeah. Because you yeah. can't <laughs> even just, you know, like plan, you know, it's an instrument that you, you know, that you can play and you can, you can know what it's going to sound like, but if you're just picking up waves and, and, literally producing it as the show goes on that's different every time different different based yeah. on the location that you're in yeah it's pretty yeah. gnarly and uh wow. the last time i saw her perform there was a noise violinist that opened for her and it was a like again another like crazy experience because you hear this guy pushing this violin to to the limits that i've never heard a violin i oh. wish i knew what his name was he pushed the violin to limits i've never heard before like as far as noise, like it sounded like you go from a straight up horror movie soundtrack to like beautiful serenity coming out of his violin. You know, it was, it was very, very crazy. Yeah. But, always... uh, yeah. So like I'm trying to transition this back into vaporwave here. Uh, <laughs> St. Louis has always been like, like a part of my soul. I mean, I've lived here the majority of my life, mm-hmm. but like it's, it's for people who've lived here, they kind of can understand what I'm saying when I say that, like, it really becomes part of your identity in a, in a, in an interesting way. And like when I first felt obligated, because when I first started making, I first started making vaporwave in like July, 2015. And it wasn't that like, I was like, Oh, this is cool. I'm going to make this. Like I felt obligated to make it. It was a very, it was the first time I actually felt obligated to make music. Like I, like I have to get this out. Like I have to get this out of my system. I don't care if anybody hears it. I have to, I have to get this out. Like I have to express this now. Meaning you, you know? got, you got into vaporwave and, or, or I guess like what, what do you think drove you to, to think you have to get it out? Was it based on where you were? Was it based on the, yeah, the was, artist around you? This is going to sound kind of grim. It's going to take a dark turn here. Uh, one of my dogs had died and I oh. was just really in a really, really dark place. And I'm like, I, have all this different stuff i've been messing around with i'm like i gotta just i gotta get this out like i feel it you know and i've been i had been doing uh glitch art since like 2009 mm-hmm. i used to do uh glitch art and i didn't again vaporwave wasn't really a thing there but it was like looking back when i first heard the term vaporwave it was one of those my buddy madison kind of turned kind of showed it to me like the actual term you know like i still yeah. do echo jams and all that but like i didn't know the term vaporwave until probably 2014 or 2013 so you you started doing this music and, and getting it out just like this is what i feel like this is the sounds yeah. that I, I i'm gonna produce and whatever it is it is um, yeah and, and then, then kind of later realized that oh this this is vaporwave or this kind of fits in, in right too. okay yeah 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 well that was that was more how my my visual art was 
the okay. the actual musical art was meant like I knew it was vaporwave from the second I started producing it. Okay. Know? Okay. But yeah, I was just trying to, yeah, my visual art, when I first started making visual art, it was like glitch art and it was like, had a lot of Japanese commercialism influence mm-hmm. and like different stuff like that in there. So, uh, that was kind of the bridge. And then like, for whatever reason, I just literally felt obligated. Like it was this weird itch. Like my back would hurt. It's so hard to describe. Wow. I mean, maybe there are other artists that would relate to what I'm saying here, but like, I would literally like just sit there and ache and I'm like, I got to get this out of my system. Like now, like, <laughs> so then, uh, Crestwood Mallsoft, my Crestwood Mallsoft mixtape kind of spawned from a similar angst of, uh, I was trying to like, I, there's a lot of mall, like, I, for whatever reason, I was really feeling the Mallsoft stuff and it wasn't mm-hmm. what I would consider very high quality Mallsoft at the time. It was like, you had a few like scattered, you know, like the depths of Bandcamp are, you know, you yeah. find these yeah. few spaced out things that are like, these are really good. Like this is, you know, I'm like, I, I got to contribute my voice to this chorus yeah. because there's not a lot of good voices here right now. You find that album that two people have downloaded and it's <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. and it's a gem, but you know, no one's seen it. And I don't even know how to pronounce their name of the album <laughs> or the artist. You know? and it's like one of those like hidden. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. Uh, and I, I originally like, once I started getting into it, by the time I'd done Crestwood Mallsoft, uh, I was like, all right, I, I'm feeling what i'm feeling and i'm i'm gonna i'm i'm doing st louis style vaporwave now like that was the thing mm-hmm. like i'm like this is its own because back back then i don't know if you remember there wasn't a lot of bass in vaporwave no it was uh, very really, it it, it, yeah. it had that sound like you held a tape recorder up to yeah a speaker and, and you didn't get, get those that that fidelity that you would get exactly exactly and i would uh post my stuff in, in groups just like hey you know let me know what you think and like i would just get destroyed by <laughs> slash mu kids like mm-hmm. absolutely destroyed they'd just be like this sucks too much bass you're whack you know and that's like all the feedback i would get and i'm like hey thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was it, it was it's fun and again i didn't make it for anybody i made it because i felt obligated to make it and uh there's some stuff i actually now thinking on it there was some stuff i did do that, that could have been considered vaporwave back in the day when I used to DJ underground raves, like my buddy used to throw these raves in his basement and we would just literally just rave until the cops got called. Like it, it would, it would frequently happen. Like it was this hmm. little basement. We called it the dungeon and we would mm-hmm. just buy a keg and then just like cram as many people in there yep. as you could. And I, I was the down tempo guy. Like I played down tempo stuff. So like, once you got a bunch of people in there and they're all tripping or whatever, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do some <laughs> weird shit. You know, so yeah. I like put on like, like Howard Jones, the, the one, the very first thing that I ever made that I would consider like a vaporwave song was, uh, have you ever heard of Howard Jones? Do you feel scared? Or yeah, I, I, I have that's not. What it's called. Yeah. That was the first. And I just looped that chorus over and over and over until it like became a mess through like the, the phaser mm-hmm. and the different pitches. I just kept fucking with the speed and all that. Yeah, that was that was the that was the origin for me. Actually, now that I really think about it, <laughs> that one that one night, that one that track. one night, <laughs> one track is is what sprung TWA. Yeah, because because for me, it's it, again, it was kind of the echo jams thing where it's like I'm taking what I consider like the most orgasmic part of this song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm gonna to play it till your your dopamine sensors are dulled to it completely. Nice. Yeah. You, know? nice. you mentioned st louis vapor um yeah you know, st louis style, so yeah. st louis is, is become 
very, very prominent center for vaporwave over the past, I don't know, at least for me, from what I've noticed the past few months, but even even more so longer than that. Obviously, it's been happening longer than that. Um, Ronnie with Vaporspace STL has been doing a Absolutely. phenomenal job at... Yeah, Ron's awesome. Yeah. Ron's such a great guy. Yeah. Here, I'll go old man story mode if you want right here. Yeah, go for Ron. it. The night I met Ron, uh, <laughs> well, he invited me out. Uh, apparently, he'd been... He had like his eye on me, you know, he, he had, he, I don't know. I think he mentioned it in the, the podcast. So I'm not going to go into too much detail okay. on the, so if you guys want to hear about this, check out the Ronnie episode of private suite, <laughs> but uh, plug. yeah, he, yeah, no worries. <laughs> he uh, had compiled this list of all artists that were kind of like somewhat local to the region. Mm-hmm. And I was on there and he's like, you were a priority for me. And like, when I met him, I, I was like, all right, I, you know, that's words. Words are great. I'll meet you and see if you're the real deal. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't say that directly like that. And I've talked to him about this since then. The night I met him, I G checked him harder probably than he realized. Like he doesn't realize, but like I was literally grilling him. Like he didn't even know because he was just that into like, it was coming from his heart and I could tell he was genuine, a hundred percent genuine the entire time. So like, it was awesome. Meeting Ron was like meeting a, a family member. Uh, and here's a funny story. So we were leaving this little dingy club, like right on the waterfront. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty cool club. Like mesh would kill it there. Mesh would just absolutely <laughs> burn that place to the ground. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, it's like perfect for that vibe. You know what I mean? Okay. It's like kind of a darky techno. You kind of, mm-hmm. it's literally behind a dumpster. Like, <laughs> you know, like, so like you know it's good. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. On the riverfront in St. Yeah. Louis. And, uh, apparently the, the cops had been having like some kind of war with these artsy kids and we didn't know about it. So like, like in the middle of this raid, you just hear, "Hey, uh, if everyone wants to come out front, uh, there's a bunch of police here, and they're towing people's cars." And me and Ron, I'm like talking <laughs> with Ron, and Ron's like, "Oh shit, I should check that." I'm like, "Nah, we're good." And Ron's like, "No, we should really check that out." We go out there, and they're literally towing the entire block. They got like eight tow trucks out there. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, Ron's like freaking out because he drove his wife's car reasonably. Oh, no. you know? And oh, I, I'm like, I'm like kind of keeping my cool because I don't have any you know, skin in this game. I parked yeah, the parking yeah. garage and way down the street, you know? Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm like kind of trying to keep my cool watch what's going on, you know? And the, these cops are just systematically going after these artsy mm-hmm. kids cars. One dude literally drives it off of the pickup truck or off the uh, tow truck and oh. gone like this kid. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> oh this one kid is just like, fuck it. Just... But like, so apparently they, uh, we didn't know, but apparently the cops had been, or pe- someone had been putting no parking signs on the one side of the road, and then the other people had been taking them down. So, like, we nobody mm-hmm. knew that you're not supposed to park on this side of the street because there's no signage. But the cops okay. were like, well, there's a sign on the other side of the street that says you can't park on the other side of the street. You know, that I'm, makes I'm, sense, right? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, Ron's, like, freaking out. He's, like, talking to these guys, like, hey, come on, you know, like, why, why are you guys being like this? You know, being being totally human and respectful to these police officers. Mm-hmm. And they're just not listening. And the one cop got sick of hearing him. He's like, go talk to the man with the stripes. Meet the tow truck driver. Ron thinks man with the stripes means the sergeant. So he goes up to the sergeant <laughs> who's already pissed the fuck off at everybody. Because basically uh, they botched their whole scheme to get yeah. all these RT kids. Yeah. Then Ron goes over and that guy is just like freaking out. So I'm like, Ron. Let me go sit in your car. They can't tow it if I'm sitting in there. So we go sit in the car, and they're, they're, the one guy, the truck driver, is like, yeah, I'm not going to put it on if you guys are sitting in here because you can just leave. You know? <laughs> yeah, so they yeah. wrote around like a $25 ticket, and then we went and parked in the parking garage where I parked. 
literally like right next to where I parked that thing. Like, nice, <laughs> like nice. you park next to me. Anyway, that was how I met Ron. It was a crazy night in St. Louis, man. It was just yeah. one of those hot, hot summer nights on the waterfront with mm-hmm. angry cops in St. Louis. <laughs> so, so what do you, what, what is St. Louis style vaporwave? Like what do yeah, you, for me? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Great yeah. question. Uh, for me, it's like the more bassy in the more like, not necessarily funk, but like R and B funk. You know what I mean? Like where mm-hmm. it's a little more soulful. There's more. There's more low end on it. There's a little more low mm-hmm. end. There's more, more soul. A little more. A little more loungy. You know, like, yeah. like, I don't know how to just like city night. City night lounge music. You know, that's yeah. the best way I can describe it. Like that. That to me is like the embodiment of St. Louis nightlife. I don't know. It's just how I've always felt. Okay. You know? So like when I started making Smokers Lounge Deluxe, that was my whole mindset. It was like, I'm doing St. Louis style vaporwave. Like this is St. Louis style. Like this is for my city. Like TWA yeah. is all for the city, man. That's why yeah. I didn't even want my name attached to the project originally yeah. because like this is all for, for everyone who's been here. And we'll drop the, we'll touch on that in, in a little yeah, bit yeah, for absolutely. sure. I got plenty of questions about that yeah um, all right cool but it, it's interesting I got plenty of answers nice um but it's inter- interesting it's that you have like a, a city attached to a, a style of, of vaporwave because i don't know that i've really seen too much of, of that in other places like i haven't really heard like new york style vaporwave or la style vaporwave or something it, it not so much as there are with with other genres of music at least yeah um, no i get what you're saying yeah so it's it, it's cool that some of these uh, little little pockets are appearing and, and we're going to start to get some of those differentiators in the scene um and not have it be like well that's that's not vaporwave it's like well no there's there's multitudes to vaporwave there can be different styles there can be different exactly. regions no, that, it can grow 100 percent right yeah exactly and that was my whole approach and i mean you, you got it you understand it See, some people <laughs> kind of understand it and don't get it you know what I mean? They kind of understand it and then they miss the concept. You, you guys, this is, see, this is why I fuck with privacy. You guys really <laughs> get it and pay attention. Like for real. We try to, we try to do it. No, you guys so. are great. But yeah, I noticed on, on the, the vapor space STL, uh, sets there, not just yours, but, but all the ones that were there, so many of the, yeah. the, the production of it and the sound quality and the visuals and everything, it had such a nice polish to it and it had such a, such fidelity to it. And, and that's not to say that, lower fidelity uh music or, or tracks and right it doesn't are not as, mean lower quality yeah, yeah it doesn't, doesn't mean it's bad yeah. it's just it's just nice to see this scene i wouldn't even say evolving because that stuff doesn't have to go away but just kind of there's more ways to to get the message across there's more room for more styles within the genre yeah so, absolutely so um so so let's talk about twa um and how i mean obviously you're, you're from st louis um and and twa is a integral part to st louis um you know i'm i'm an airline guy i've I've worked for a few different airlines over the years i i love aviation and planes and and travel and everything else like that so you know i always joke around whereas if i see a a plane on an album cover like I'm in like, that's, that, that, that's all that's, <laughs> you and I both, yeah, that's, you and I both. <laughs> that's all I need. Like you son of a bitch. I'm in, let's go. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to listen to this. Roped me in originally. I was like, yo, yeah. okay, stratospheres is a plane cutting some nice, awesome. you know, and then yeah, like, now you got like awesome. first class collective. It's like, let's, I got an album, we got a label with, with a plane on it. Like, Oh God, this is, 
Yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm so, I had, so. I, I had a uh, I had a little bump bump with them when they first yep. started. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if you want, we can transit. We can talk about that now if you want. Yeah, uh, sure. that that was honestly the, why this is a one year anniversary of me creating a a, a Twitter. I just found out today, which <laughs> the reason I created the Twitter was because I had to contact. <laughs> uh, you had to contact first, first class. class. Yeah, to let them know, like, yo, that guy you just put on is Transworld Airlines. Like, that's not me. <laughs> that's that's not me. Like, uh, but again, it wasn't about me. The the problem I had with that was the dude put a name on the project. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And was like TWA is, and then gave himself credit. And I'm like, dude, come on. Oh, like, that's, that's I even tough. contacted him. Was like, I was like, that's not cool. Like, listen, like, please don't take it down because, like, I like you know you're offering something here you know mm-hmm. you're creating something you're throwing mm-hmm. something out here you kind of got the concept down but like he missed the point that's kind of what i was talking about where it's like you can get the he got the concept but then he like missed the whole point of it which would be like to not put your name on it because it's not about mm-hmm. the individual okay. like yeah. transport airlines is, is about twa and the city and like all the people that got screwed over when mm-hmm. icon bought that company and then gutted yeah. it and and just just he almost destroyed our city like for real like that's that's one of the people I'm not trying to get political here, and I, I will stray away from being political. Uh, but uh, they they that's one of Trump's the guys Trump wants to be like the most, and that dude almost destroyed the city. Like mm-hmm. I I can't remember how many people in the city lost their jobs. It's like sixty to eighty thousand something like that. Well, it's interesting cities in in well not even just the Midwest, but you have cities like St. Louis and Pittsburgh and Cincinnati um, and Cleveland. They're they're big cities like, you know, there's a sizable population there. And at one point, at least with with the airlines that were there, they had really sizable hubs that existed out of there. TWA had a massive operation of Lambert. U.S. Airways had a massive operation of Pittsburgh and, um, you know, United with Cleveland or Continental uh, with Cleveland and um, uh, Delta with Cincinnati. But you walk through some of those airports now. You know, I was I was stuck in Pittsburgh for a few hours because we had to make a emergency landing for a, a mechanical issue, and it was like walking through a dead mall because this airport yeah. was just built up so much. Because at at one point that that airport had service to Europe, it had it had multi, you know over a hundred departures a day, and now it's it, it's not anywhere near Absolutely. that. Absolutely, um, the, the TWA terminal at Lambert. Mm-hmm. is again one of those places where like okay i remember being there as a kid right mm-hmm. and i would just walk to the twa section because like i would fly alone a lot i'm gonna get a little personal here uh Please. just to kind of yeah my parents were divorced and my dad lived in like fucking california in the desert mm-hmm. and like my mom lived here so like i would stay here the majority of the time but i would be flying like a lot like three or four sometimes three or four times a month back wow. and forth wow. yeah crazy yeah uh, but TWA made it affordable. Anyway, when yep. TWA went under, <laughs> yeah. I would kind of go. This is as a kid. I'm talking about like 13. Mm-hmm. I would go and I would like walk to the TWA terminal and just like chill alone, like get away from everybody. And mm-hmm. like you're saying, it was like this dead mall. And the craziest thing is they used to play Rippingtons and stuff over the overhead in there. You know, <laughs> like like it was a legit vaporwave <laughs> lounge, basically. I, I need to find <laughs> someone who who deals with music for airports and stuff so i i worked uh i worked at philadelphia international airport and um they would they'd go through phases where like every you know like this week is going to be like 60s week and then this week is going to be like 80s week 
And then at one point they were playing music that sounded like someone was doing covers on a Casio keyboard with all. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, like so. Like I'm, I'm sitting listening, and it's like, is this like karaoke covers? Is this like "My Heart Will Go On" by Celine Dion played on a <laughs> keyboard? And I'm like, what? Like, what is going on here? It's, it's. I don't know how they decide what goes on and, and everything else like that, but um, there, there's something about being in in an airport, and I guess it's similar to like the whole mall soft or mall experience of being in a space like that. But there's something about being in an airport and having that music kind of coming overhead and all the people coming around you and the planes around. Um, it's a feeling that can't really be replicated. It's just, it, it's a, a space that you either love or you, you detest, you know, no one, I, I yeah, haven't really met anyone absolutely. that's kind of in the middle there. Um, yeah, you know, I know for, exactly what you're yeah, talking Me personally, I could sit in an airport for hours and just look around and, and, you know, watch stuff outside, listen to everything. It, it, it's a very natural environment for me to, to experience. Yeah. So, likewise. Absolutely. Yeah. And like I said, I would go over there with my game boy or whatever I had, and <laughs> get away from everybody yeah. and chill in the, chill in the dead terminal. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And, and honestly, here's another thing. Uh, when, when Ron put spike with me, for the vapor space online show uh, mm-hmm. i had been a huge fan of spike's work mm-hmm. uh aside from that he actually came to my first live gig uh spike did uh about uh, i guess it's almost a year ago probably 10 months i can't remember mm-hmm. when uh vapor vibes was exactly but uh yeah he came, he came out and i i met him then and we kind of became friends and uh, we were talking and it turns out his dad uh joe the one who's featured in memorial featured there rest mm-hmm. in peace joe uh turns out he actually there's a very large possibility that he flew me at one point in time uh <laughs> during my childhood like the, the 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 routes he had plus the time frame he was flying it mm-hmm. makes it almost an inevitability that i was a passenger on one of his planes at one point yeah i was gonna which ask technically you. was the direct inspiration so like in mm-hmm. some ways you know it, it he inspired the project you. Yeah, exactly. You know, sitting yeah. on there looking out the window and thinking about jazz music. You know? Yeah. So I was going to ask you about that. Um, just, and, and that, that actually added to the mystique of, of the Trans World Airlines project. And it, it, it enhanced it quite a bit for me because it, it's not like you just picked a random airline or from St. Louis. It, it was like there was like a personal connection to Absolutely, it on, on some is. level. So, um, so it's interesting. So that was his father who previously flew for TWA. Yep. Yep. He okay. was a TWA pilot. Uh, awesome. Yeah. And in American airlines, when they bought out, mm-hmm. uh, they kept him on board. And again, there's a chance I flew with him when he was with American as well, but like yeah. without a doubt, like he definitely <laughs> was one of my pilots during the TWA days. That's amazing. Which is, I know it's, like, it's, that's, it's really, that, really that's cool. what I'm talking about with those weird serendipitous vaporwave things where it's like this weird full circle, but it's like not necessarily full circle. It's literally an infinity loop, Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah and his visuals so were crazy. were fantastic he's amazing i'm such a huge fan of his and like he was like what do you want me to do for this what do you want i'm like dude i'm like spike i have so much faith in you bro like just do it do what you feel <laughs> i'm just gonna send you the mix like i sent him a couple of songs i'm like these two songs are definitely gonna be in the mix and like the other mix i'll send you like a week a week ahead of time so you know you got you know you know you got some time to work on it yeah and he is a, an amazing artist in general. Like I'm, I like his techno mixes too. He's a DJ, and I really like. Oh, it. cool! Uh, 
Yeah, he's a I, techno is probably the wrong term, but yeah. uh, he did I get what you're some saying, really yeah. good music. Yeah, some really yeah. good music. I just I want that I want that visual set just on a TV in my, in my office, just <laughs> at all times. Like it, it's just it, it was so so cool. It was like it, it, I felt like it was. I almost felt like it was like personalized for me. Like this is like this is these are my visuals that like I this is the vaporwave I love. And, that's and this, amazing. Is, this is what I want to so get. I'm so glad you feel so. that way. Yeah. See, I'm you see that's what I'm talking about. You guys pay private suite pays attention. I love it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Uh but yeah, that I'm so I'm I can't I'm over the moon about that. Like I'm still trying to figure out where do I go from here. Like I got a couple I'll do a couple plugs here real quick. I got a couple live streams coming up. I don't know when. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know when they are, but I'll tell you this in the next couple months. Uh, I don't know if I'm at liberty to say one, but the one I am at liberty to discuss slightly, uh, Culture Agency will be putting on some kind of event. Uh, let me see. Let me pull up the, the artists that they got signed on so far. Yeah, so uh, we will be, or Culture Agency will be putting on some kind of event. Uh, I'm guessing it's going to be August or okay. maybe September. Uh, but yeah, so far, uh, Tita Machete is doing a set. Uh, I click confirmed. Channel of Dreams. I don't know if you heard of Channel of Dreams. Uh, it's not ringing a bell off the top of my head. It's but... it's one of those ones that's written in Japanese. But uh, that's oh. uh, Hans. <laughs> you know Hans? Yeah. Yeah, that's Hans' project. Okay. is absolutely amazing. So that, that'll be their first set ever. Okay. And then me and then Pentium uh, 2. But no, that's... Uh, <laughs> You can keep that. That's a that's an yeah, inside yeah. scoop for those okay. people that are listening right now. Okay. And possibly hypernova DJ set. But no, that's uh <laughs> Yeah, those are just for uh, the, the fans listening, right? Or whoever's listening, fans, friends, lovers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give you a little inside scoop there. So I'm awesome. I'm pretty excited for that. Uh but yeah, it's like it, that that set was like, where do I go from here, you know? Like <laughs> all that yeah. stuff is unreleased. Like every single yeah. song except for one of those is unreleased. Awesome. Or two, yeah, one of them. Yeah, the uh, the the one, the third song I I played there was a remix of a song by Phone Sex from the Blockbuster VHS cassette. Nice. And nice. I, I cranked that one out. And that's that. Other than that, everything on that is uh, on that uh, stream was completely exclusive and completely new. You know, it's interesting. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh, I I loved it. Um, I'm so glad you did, man. Because I. <laughs> I put a lot of effort into uh, my new stuff, so that's cool. It, it shows. It, it shows. Thank you. There was a lot of effort put into it. Um, I, I think it's cool that a lot of the live sets now, there's, there's just there's so many of them that are happening um, that are, are coming out. And um, it's cool to see people going from just doing previous stuff they've released and, and doing like hits or, or riffs on that to previewing or premiering new stuff as it comes out on these sets. And I feel like that's going to be the differentiator uh, that you have to have with all of these different sets that are coming out, um, as opposed to the in-person live shows that we were expecting to have this year. And right. unfortunately, uh, probably won't have any of them this year. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. It's a real going, bummer, so. for real. Uh, uh, but it, it's 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 cool to see how, how the scene is changing and growing and adapting to these new um like the new normal with how things are done because we really haven't had it 
we haven't we haven't had as many live you know live streams in the past as we had uh, right no, everyone, sure. everyone thought this year was gonna you know i, I we've professed it many times so too, on the show this is the year of the live show this is what's gonna That's happen not... everyone's gonna be going to vaporwave all, shows all, all the time <laughs> nope nope the yeah, global travel fooled, uh, market's gonna collapse and no one's gonna be able to go anywhere it's gonna be when i was when i was playing the uh the the show at uh 2720 cherokee which is a uh I, I, I'm going to use this term lightly here. Uh, <laughs> legendary EDM venue for St. Louis. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Legendary is probably not the right word. Well known. Yeah. Very well known for like wah, 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 dubstep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a local that kind of stuff. There. Yeah, yeah. It's a local, the, the local dubstep. A lot of dubstep guys like really like there's some that are still touring now from St. Louis. Like there's, I still see him pop up on festivals. Like, oh, I know that guy. You know, it's like, oh, I went, you know, friend of a friend. You know, yeah. But uh, it was it was really surreal to to have been to concerts there, like uh, quite a few concerts there, and then to be invited by none other than Alexis Tucci, mm-hmm. who's like super like iconic for St. Louis. Like now, to use the term accurately, legendary for St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be invited there to play a room that's never been opened before was super cool uh ron and i were there the night before mm-hmm. and uh bit dream we were there the night before uh just cleaning it up along with the crew we co-hosted it with trust we were down there cleaning up this super dingy uh basement like just this really <laughs> like it, again yeah. it had never been open before ron is literally out down there scraping soda scum off the ground oh, like my dude man yeah, he's all, oh. but like that's that's the level of passion we give to our fans. You know, we didn't yeah. want our fans down there stop dancing around in, in dirt, you know, and dust. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a Halloween show. We don't need any cobwebs up here. <laughs> that's what Ty said. Yeah, one of the other DJs over there was like, yeah. yo, it's in a Halloween show. Get these cobwebs out of here. Yeah. You know, with like every every little extra thing of effort, you know, you, you got to yeah. take all of it. But it was, it was a surreal experience, is all I'm saying. And like after that, I was like, oh, yeah, we are, we are about to be doing it this year, you know, and then. <laughs> you know uh, i, I thought we were think, you know think, like you said yeah you're, you're getting ready and then just everything just stops it's just you yep. can't go anywhere you know i got back from a work trip from australia and it was that was it everything closed basically as soon as i got back and and well at least it didn't close before you got back oh man <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah well <laughs> but yeah so For yeah sure, i yeah. thought this was gonna be the year of the live stream uh i don't know what time this will be this probably not in time uh, maybe in time but uh vapor space advanced i think is this friday yeah it's this friday on the 19th yeah and this is gonna Mana be pool coming out after and that and yeah all right yeah, yeah well hopefully you guys enjoyed that Manapool <laughs> is absolutely it was great phenomenal yeah i'm sure was, I, was... I can tell you right now Manapool set is absolutely amazing You've seen no, it already. I bet it is. No, I haven't. Or, I just, <laughs> no, you just well, of course you have. It happened. It happened last week. Of course you. Yeah, saw exactly. It. It yeah, great. it happened last week. I saw it. It's awesome. <laughs> and Oipi just blew me away, man. Wow, mm-hmm. that was some horny music there. But uh, no, he. Uh, uh, it, that I'm really excited for some of the stuff coming up though in the yeah. digital realm though. Not to get too diverted from our topic here. <laughs> um, so you obviously have some some streams coming up in the future. Um, what about? album releases or or any kind of oh, stuff like yeah. that you know what yeah, what's, yeah, yeah. what are you working on there july i got an album that's two years old finally coming out jesus what a journey uh it was supposed to come out on a different label which wound up kind of kicking me in the nuts behind my back uh so i uh sent it into 
I was like, all right, screw it. This person's going to kick me in my nuts who told me they're my friend. All right, I'm going to send it to like someone who I revere and really respect and see how they treat this album. So guess where I sent it? I sent it to Psycho Mart. And guess what? They took it. <laughs> nice. They fucking love it. So awesome. Nice. I'm super hyped. Uh, but cool. it's weird because it's, I- I'll spoil some of the themes now. Uh, it'll be coming out in July. But uh, it's, uh, it's a Kambini-inspired album, conceptual album. Uh, for your late night Kambini journeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, those of you who don't know what a Kambini is, it is the pinnacle of late night survival in Japan. <laughs> okay. uh, you can go in there and get delicious food. And it's like a convenience store. It's I mean, like it is a, a convenience store, uh, Family Mart or Seven uh, Eleven. Yeah, kind yeah of, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're but diff- they're on a different level than what's in They're the on US. a whole other yeah. level. Yeah, exactly. Walk into a Seven so Eleven my- in Japan and get like fresh curry. And, exactly. And stuff to, no, yeah. exactly. You're exactly right. And that's my dedication to that. This, this album okay. is my de- and that's why it's so fitting that it wound up becoming on Seiko Mark. I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really I, I love how that. you know, like just just looking through your uh your SoundCloud and and seeing some of the names of the the songs that you have um on here. It it's all it's themed, but it just it works for for the whole motif of what you have, airport hotel first drag with like the smokers lounge food court yeah um admiral's club it, it just it all just it, it just it seems so cohesive with what you do. i appreciate it, it. a lot I of try and, thought put into it i i do uh put a good amount of thought into it i try to keep it uh like because vaporwave to me is heavily conceptual and if mm-hmm. you're not executing your concept right then uh what's the point <laughs> you might as yeah. well like, do it right or not do it that's how yeah. i always that's how i do everything in life so uh yeah that's i'm glad you said that man mm-hmm. that, that see again private suite pays attention for anybody <laughs> out there like private suite pay they pay attention to what's going on I, I, <laughs> man wow yeah. you're making me blush uh, try, yeah no yeah, it, built, it's yeah that concept man and uh you, if you really scroll down on that SoundCloud, you'll see that convenience store blues down there. Yeah, a remix of that is going to be on that uh, that new album. Awesome. awesome, yeah, one of my very first vaporwave songs ever, and actually inspired uh, Culture Agency. Cool, uh, which is partially inspired by Combinis in general, also. But uh, that's a little awesome. uh, insider knowledge for those of you who are listening. <laughs> awesome. Well, looking forward to hearing that. Um once that drops so uh, yeah it's yeah. it's interesting again uh please take it with a grain of salt i made it in like 2017 <laughs> or 2018 <laughs> it finished it in 2018 so like my production on it is not up to up to what you heard on vso but it's still kind of <laughs> it still holds its own still holds is, its is there well. is there a reason why you you withheld it or, or just didn't want to release it at that time uh i had just kept like oh, i want to put more into this i want to do like i'm like okay so like i would i had like 15 songs and i'm like yeah but there's still more i want to do on this you know and i'm like i had to get the right sounds if that may Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to sound too arrogant here but like i had to get (laughs) the right sounds and if i didn't get the right sounds i was like again what's the point of doing it if you're not gonna do it right so i was like just got had to make sure and i i executed it properly and i think i did i think i think it's it holds its own. And um, if you, if you've heard any of my tapes, I don't know if you, if you happen to get flight experience 421, the split or uh smokers lounge deluxe with uh, aqua Blanca, but like 
those of you who are listening and are fans or aren't fans, all of my tapes are like live mixed basically. So they're okay. continuous mix always. I'll always do that. And I always throw on Easter eggs. So mm, okay. definitely listen. Like it's good to know. There's definitely unmarked songs on all of my albums. So definitely something to pay attention for. Cool. They're gonna be physicals yeah. for that one? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That was part of the deal. I'm like, I'm not doing physicals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then I also will have uh Pleasure Island. I, I try not to stack my releases too much because I don't want there's already so much going on, you know, like Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't want people to like be like, oh man, I missed this because I, I, you know, I bought four albums this month, you know, and it's like, I get it. You know, there's a lot going on. So yeah. uh, pleasure, this pleasure is Island so much... is supposed to be coming out on golf audio. I don't know when, but they, okay. they already said they'll, they'll, they'll host me. So that, I'm really excited about that too. That's going to have a ton of reworks. I've already reworked half the album. So, and some, some little secret bonuses, of course. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I get what you're saying with the overload on the physicals because it always seems like there's there's something else coming out. Yeah, always some yeah. cassette or some some mini disc or vinyl, whatever that you gotta get, and you always feel like you're missing out on it if you don't you don't get it. And um, yeah, and I remember yeah. being a new fan, and and part of it goes back to you're right though, and part of it goes back to like me remembering when I was a new fan and like not being missing out on like an album because there was only 25 copies made and mm-hmm. I literally was broke that week, you know? Yeah. Like, you couldn't, couldn't get it. Yeah. Couldn't spring. Yeah, it. exactly. Like missing out on some of the Coliseum record stuff back when that was actually a, a viable label and not a, uh, not hijacked. I'm not going to get into that drama, but <laughs> okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Coliseum and beer wizard and mm-hmm. uh midnight moon, you know, all those. And they were like first going. And of course, you know, some of the other major ones, but like, you know, you, like you said, like I said, you know, you miss out on them. Cause you're like, Oh man, there's only 25 and I only had 30 bucks to spend this month. I had to buy this tape or this tape or none of them. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't want my fans to have to have the FOMO. I don't like FOMO. I think it sucks. <laughs> um, so is there anything that, you know, you've, you want your fans or, or, the vaporwave community in general to know about you or should know about you that they, they don't, or they wouldn't know. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I never, I never gave that much thought. Uh, <laughs> I always figured if, if someone wanted to know something about me, just ask, you know, that's kind of how mm-hmm. I am as a person in general. So yeah. Uh, yeah, if any, if, if you're a fan out there and you want to know something, uh, tweet at me at real TWA music, tweet at me. I'll answer your questions. I got no problem. Nice. It's nice. It's a nice thing with the with the community as it's growing, but as small as the vaporwave community. That if you really want to talk to an artist, you can. It's not like yeah, you know, any cool. yeah. any vaporwave artist is getting inundated with you know thousands of DMs or whatever a day trying to to talk to them. So you know, you can you can talk to pretty much anyone about yeah whatever, and they'll get back to you. Yeah, if anybody wants to know anything, I mean, if you, if I mean, I could explain my political views. I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm far left. I mean, on the American spectrum, yes, I, I would say I'm far left. I might turn yeah. some listeners off, but I don't reflect politics in my music. It doesn't have anything to do with the concepts that I'm building, you know. Because part of that is is getting away from it, you know. Mm-hmm. Because all my yeah. other, like my my other band, like I'm in a band right now, and we're about to finish up our first little EP. And like, it's heavily political, you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like TWA is my way to, to give back and not be political. TWA seems like it's an escape. 
Um, and, it is. And it's always, it is, yeah, it's always represented an escape in your life from what it sounds like based on what you told me with going to the airport and just relaxing Man, there. Do you guys listen travel. or do you guys listen? I love you guys. Oh listen, God, listen. We just had to just rich. talk about this 20 minutes ago. So no, we, I know, you know but, but yeah. still, you, you actually, yeah. you know, listen. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, it is about escaping. You know, I, I'm, I don't claim to be a vaporwave expert. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm a person who likes vaporwave and can listen to myself talk for a while. That's why I host a podcast about it. So, <laughs> um, you know, but you know, like there's certain things that just click more. Um, and there's certain, certain elements that you can kind of just understand for me. Um, you know, aviation is one of those things. And when I can see it related to someone's body of work, it makes it much easier for me to kind of hold on to and, and take hold of, you know, TWA yeah, itself is, you know, growing up, I remember there's, there's a few things. The the TWA 800 crash um, off of Long Island. Then I, I lived oh, not yeah, too, not too right. you know, I lived in the, the, the tri-state area of New York um, at the time. So that was yeah, everywhere that was there. News. Yeah, that was major um, news. There was that and the I hijacking. remember, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember going to, I remember seeing commercials on TV um, at one point where they were advertising a new plane every 10 days. And I remember seeing that played over and over again. I remember going to see Mets games at Shea Stadium and seeing a giant TWA advertisement at the stadium. Um, and it's just like pinnacle 90s nostalgia for it. Yeah. And, no, and I don't know just, what you're talking about. It was like yeah. almost, it was like almost over the top cheesy in a way. Yes. It was cheesy, but it was that 90s. Just, Connecting the world. Yeah, you know, super serious and dramatic lighting and stuff, and like you know, there's a bunch of people like building a plane and dramatic, seats dramatic in there cuts and stuff. of a plane flying over city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's you know, and and I, I I love that I love that kind of advertisement right now. That, that I love seeing those those old ads and and uh, man, you would have loved the set I did on uh, for Inrail's birthday party. Uh, Inrail had a had a little birthday party thing. Uh, before this was before VSO and it was kind of like a warm up for me to, cause I, I didn't really know how to perform for a live stream crowd. Cause I'm like used to performing for like actual crowds and like, it's way easier to like walk in a building or mm-hmm. like walk in a, a mm-hmm. venue and like feel the vibe and be like, all right, yeah. here I can change something on my set right now. And I know it'll kill, you know yeah. what I mean? Or yeah. I know it'll slay. And then it's like, when you're on live stream, like, I can't change anything. And I also don't know who's in the, I can't pick up any vibes <laughs> off anybody. So you're just like flying blind, so to speak. So that was kind of my test flight, so to speak. Mm. And uh, I did use some of those cheesy TWA ads in there. <laughs> oh, really? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So yeah, awesome. <laughs> you would enjoy that. I can see oh. that. I'll see that too. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love to see that. Absolutely. Cool. Oh, well, um, is there anything else that you wanted to to get into on here or talk about? Oh, man. I don't know. We've, we've covered quite a bit. Um, there's always something, there's <laughs> yeah. always something I forget. It's just how I am as a person. I always wind yeah. up forgetting stuff. Uh, I, I'll, I will say this. Uh, I will address some kind of controversy here. Uh, I don't know if you've, have you ever heard of Pentium two, the producer, the, have you ever listened to any of their I've stuff? I've heard of them. I haven't really listened to anything. Yeah. They're, they were, uh, it's been tough, uh, to not have communications with them. Like that, that was someone who was like, a family member to me within the scene when I was starting Mm -hmm. and uh, we would talk shop, so to speak, like regularly. And they, in my opinion, are probably one of the best overlooked vaporwave artists out there. So like if people listening, like pentium2.bandcamp.com, 
like go there check it out they they have such a diverse sound that's like that's the that's the tip of the iceberg they themselves have their own secret projects and stuff like me where you just kind of throw some stuff mm-hmm. out there and you don't want people to really find it you know you want people to really have to dig for it Pinium 2 mm-hmm. has some projects like that but Pinium 2 as a whole like as an artist is incredibly talented and it's really a shame that they left the scene the way they did they got bullied uh, they were they were in a process of trans transitioning from male to female and there was there was a lot of uh they were from a south american com- I, i'm not gonna try and say in too much of the personal details because i respect yeah. this person highly like 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 i said it's like a family member uh yeah. but they're from south america and a lot of the south american scene as as progressive as they were i don't know if they were ready for someone making that kind of a drastic life change mm-hmm. publicly you know like it, yeah. there was a lot of shaming involved with them anyway it, it, it really made me sad but like i miss that person so if pentium 2 if you're listening i miss you and uh make some more music that's all like they sure. that yeah that, i used to collab with them on a lot of stuff a lot of stuff like stuff that's not even i don't know how to even where to begin how long have they been out of the scene for uh probably two years but it, like every day is like a day i'm missing my friend mm-hmm. you know it's weird but like it's weird because like some of the some of the bad the bad guys do win times all i'm saying so like mm-hmm. be vigilant and be there for your friends because personally i i think there were some things i overlooked in terms of our friendship because of the language barrier because mm-hmm. they spoke spanish fluently and i am like a third grader speaking spanish <laughs> you know so like yeah, there's some yeah. stuff where they could have been like literally reaching out to me and i might not have stood it because of you know the pronoun usage in spanish yeah. and other stuff where i'm like what is that, that doesn't make sense you know and i'll be like maybe yeah. i misread that or maybe i mistranslated that you know i would quite anyway but yeah uh that's something i, I just kind of wanted to touch on here because yeah. that's something that's personal to me and kind of like let people know that like you know sometimes it's good but like it's not always good like it's bittersweet because yeah. like For i still sure. remember the people that are that are behind that oh you know who is another artist that uh that I don't know if many people do you know Ezak? Have you ever heard of Ezak? Uh, I have not. No. Yeah. See, I was really heavy into uh, South American vaporwave when I first came up. It was just, I guess, oh. the people I was talking to. Oh, from Pinion too, basically. But Ezak was from Argentina. They did some cool stuff. But they, yeah, they were. It was. It was sad to see like my group of friends that I had kind of worked with in South America split apart because of like, like a. Uh, uh, trans exclusive radical feminist you know being mm-hmm. hating on one of my best friends and then like splitting everybody up and like then like doing all this literally behind the scenes drama and oh my god it's just like wow yeah it's not all clean everybody i'm just letting you know vapor <laughs> 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 well, wave really has a dark side to it yeah sometimes. i'll definitely put a link to to pentium 2 in the description of this episode so i mean can, shit, you can, can even cut half this out if you don't want to if you don't want to <laughs> no <laughs> no no it's not an issue i'm gonna like a deep dive tough into it's into, tough for me to talk about is all yeah i just wanted to get something out you know yeah no no worries i'm gonna have to take a dive into um south american vaporwave because it's it's not something that I'm very familiar with. Um, yeah, it's something that, that I'm scene. very familiar with, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's great, but it's cool to to discover these other little pockets that that yeah. exist in this community that you're a part of that you just never were really super familiar with or even I'm knew telling existed. You the South so. American scene it was at the time probably stronger. There, I there was there was such a dias- diaspora of artists there, though. You know what I mean? Because like mm-hmm. in, in America, it's like 
you know, we're all one country regardless of how many states apart we are. You know, yeah, we're still yeah. technically one country. But it's like in South America, it'd be like, you know, here's someone in Argentina doing something, then here's someone in Ecuador, and then here's someone, two people in Brazil, and then here's the guy in Chile doing awesome stuff, you know? And it was mm-hmm. like, none of them could really connect physically. So it was like, like a digital, like, you know, like Vaporwave is, or it's just like a digital digital chat room, mm-hmm. a digital musical chat room. Yep. And, you know, you get people, oh, here, here, check this out. Be like, oh, I'm going to tweak this on that song. Is that okay? Yeah, we'll tweak that. It was like, you want me to give you credit? Nah, it's your it's your song. Just just throw it out. You know, it was like that's that's how it was. Like it was like this weird family type thing where it was like everyone was trying to help each other build their concepts, and it was like yeah. one really or two really nasty people. One of which is still in the scene. Again, I'm not going to name either of them, <laughs> but uh, both are with or one of them's in the scene. The other one kind of went to other genres. Uh, yeah, speaking of other genres, like I said, I got a band coming out soon. Uh, not very boy related, but it's really heavily political stuff and it does there is a uh, a person in the vaporwave scene also in the band who i'm not going to name right now because we're still kind of trying to keep things quiet not <laughs> to get too much hype on this till yeah, till people yeah. really hear what we got but uh yeah okay. it's fun it's uh it's way more aggressive than vaporwave it's like vaporwave's yeah, like yeah. like my my light like my yin and yang you know what i mean vaporwave yeah. balances and out what your uh yeah exactly your two different projects yeah yeah cool yep well, um, it's it's been fantastic talking to you. Um, great to get some some insight behind TWA and and your your work and and who you are. Um, learn more about other parts of the vaporwave scene. Um, and thanks for joining. I really appreciate. Yeah, thanks it. for having me. Sorry, I kind of rambled a little bit at the end there. No, but, uh... this is this is, this is what people <laughs> listen for. This is what we want to hear. Oh, right you want to hear yeah. from the artist. So, yeah. um, you want to just plug your. You know where can people find you uh, if they want to oh, yeah. find uh, your work? Check me out on Twitter at Real TWA Music, uh, and then CultureAgency.net is always a fun place to stay on track of what I'm doing. Uh, it's not necessarily all me there, but I definitely help out there, and uh, I like what's going on there. Also, uh, check out. Don't forget uh, AquaBlanca.BandCamp.com. Please go check out AquaBlanca if you haven't already. If you haven't already, what are you doing? Like for real, if you're vaporwave, <laughs> you don't know what aqua block is. Get out there. Uh, yeah, and then, great and then uh, support Vaporspace STL. Follow Vaporspace STL on Twitter. That's the homie. That's Ron, and he has his heart in the right place. So that's always good. It's always good, and he's got the right mentality. So Absolutely. if you like vaporwave, come in live. Support uh, at Vaporspace STL, and uh, hopefully we'll come to your city someday. You know, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, Thanks for coming on, and um, nice to meet you, Rich. Uh, you too. Take it easy. Take take care, bro. <laughs>